This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Wrestling fans, it is Thursday, January 13th, and you're listening to The Next Pillar, which is the new AEW podcast on the Voices of Wrestling podcast feed. My name is Blake. You can find me on Twitter at BlakeOnWax, and I'll be the host of this new podcast. And at this point, you may be asking yourself, uh, well, I'm sure you're saying at this point to yourself, okay. So this podcast has an amazing theme song, and I like AEW, but is this the AEW podcast for me? Well, let me tell you, uh, it is. And that's because uh, we're going to be bringing you uh, some very well-reasoned takes each and every week. We'll be uh, primarily, uh, I guess I should mention, uh, the structure of this show will be, uh, we'll always have episodes up on Wednesdays. Uh, So this is meant to just be like a little bit of a preview episode, just so folks can see. Uh, what I'm about and what I'm uh, planning on doing with this year podcast. Um, you know, for me, I've been a fan for a long time. And uh, I should mention, uh, again, you can find me on Twitter at Blake on Wax. Uh, feel free to send me any kind of feedback that you have on the show, positive, negative, it's all fine. Um, I uh, And if you visit me on Twitter, uh, you can see a little article that I wrote uh, for Voices of Wrestling uh, just about CM Punk's return and everything that it means to me as a fan. Uh, that piece uh, does a much better job of summarizing my history as a fan uh, that I could ever do uh, just recording this here. Uh, so please visit that for reference. Uh, one thing I will say, though, is that uh, like I'm sure many of you listening to this uh, podcast, I did do a little bit of backyard wrestling. I had a character... Uh, I had several characters actually, as is often the case in homegrown, uh, kind of backyard, uh, federation, so to speak. Um, my favorite character, kind of the most enduring one, uh, was a mid card act called Ganja. Uh, finish was a version of the ace cutter. It was called the bong rip. Uh, also had a submission move called the hot box. Uh, it was a modified version of an STF. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, uh, despite having at this time, I believe, only smoked marijuana three times, I felt confident enough to pull off uh, that gimmick. Um, but I still have a lot of great memories uh, from that time, as I'm sure many of you folks do too. Uh, you know, maybe you did some backyard wrestling. Uh, maybe like me, you wrestled in your mom's garage where she uh, stayed in her room crying and praying to God that no one would get hurt. 
Um, regardless of your background, uh, I'll be bringing you uh, this podcast each and every Wednesday, talking about the best and worst of AEW. Um, be a heavy focus on previewing that evening's episode of Dynamite, uh, while also covering uh, that last Friday's Rampage and any events that man- uh, happen to happen over the weekend. Uh, for me, uh, AEW has been huge uh, for me in terms of rekindling my uh, love as a pro wrestling fan. And having said that, that doesn't mean that AEW is perfect. I would say for me, uh, you know, I like about 80% of the product, but it's like that 20% that I don't like uh, is almost as frustrating as uh, the 50 to 60% of things I don't like in WWE. Um, although now that I think about it, that's way higher. It's probably more like 70 or 80. Uh, and I'm sure if you're tuning in, you, uh, it's probably the same for you. Um For me, you know, I wanted to start this podcast, uh, you know, not just because, you know, I'm excited about what's going on in AEW and very excited about, uh, you know, kind of where indie wrestling is uh, as well. You know, what's going on, really excited to uh, uh, take a look at that Terminus show this weekend. Um, But yeah, I'm excited. And for me, you know, unfortunately, as a wrestling fan, uh, most wrestling podcasts tend to fall in between uh, uh, two categories. Uh, that first category being the category of podcast that is uh, two, sometimes three dudes uh, that sound like they've maybe had a little bit too much to drink at a TGI Fridays. Uh, so I promise you uh, this, this podcast will not be in that category. Uh, I will not be uh, making a list of uh uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe characters and which wrestlers are like them. I'm not going to tell you that Roman Reigns is Thanos, bruh. Uh, it's not going to happen. And to the other end of the spectrum, uh, we've all heard these podcasts, uh, two to three dudes. Why is it always three dudes? It's often three dudes. What is the deal with this? I don't know. But it's two to three dudes, and uh, you know, you'll listen to them talk about wrestling for an hour. And uh, at the end of it, I find myself asking, do you guys even like this stuff? Uh, There's just a lot of cynicism. And, uh, you know, for me, like I said, you know, even if that 20% of things that I don't like is very frustrating, uh, I'm always going to bring you uh, the positive aspects of things, too. I think there's a lot of uh, positive insights uh, that one uh, can make about AEW and everything that's going on. And just, uh, you know, it is... It's one of those things that in a modern media landscape, it is easy to take things for granted. And uh, the fact that kind of like my last kind of peak as a wrestling fan uh, occurred, uh, you know, many years ago for me, um, you know, falling out of love of wrestling when WWE was kind of like the only game in town. uh, For me, uh, it is not lost on me just how nice it is to have uh, a second a legitimate promotion on the landscape. Uh, and I think it's something that's great for wrestlers too. I think it's something that's great for wrestling as a whole. And I do think that it is something that to be celebrated and critiqued. And so uh, here on the next pillar, we'll be bringing you a balanced blend of discussion. Uh, I, uh, I tend to see the positive in things. Uh, some people may call that toxic positivity, uh, if I'm being honest, I certainly have, <laughs> I certainly have that aspect to my personality. Uh, but as you'll see a little bit later in the show here, uh, there are plenty of things, uh, that I like to critique as well. Uh, so again, this is the, uh, newest AEW podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling feed. My name is Blake. Uh, you can find me 
on Twitter at Blake on Wax with uh, any and all feedback you may have about the show. Um, so uh, thanks for being here with me and I'll be back in a moment. fun episode of dynamite last night uh fun if a little bit uneven which i'll get to later uh there were a couple segments that really dragged on my enjoyment of the show uh but the opening segment was not one of them i was so thrilled uh to see adam cole uh not just on my tv like i am each and every time adam cole is on my tv uh just so you know in that theme song uh you you heard correctly we did thank god for adam cole in the theme song, uh, which is something I did ask for, uh, personally. Uh, and, uh, that's because I love Adam Cole. And for me, uh, so far Adam Cole's time in AEW has been, uh, a little bit like that episode of Dragon Ball Z where Goku and Piccolo just get driver's licenses. And that's the entire episode that actually happened. Look it up. Uh, he's kind of just been in a holding pattern here and that's been, uh, kind of the case with CM Punk too, although, you know, obviously recently this MJF feud has been glorious. Uh, CM Punk was kind of in that holding pattern up until that, uh, Eddie Kingston feud. Uh, Adam Cole, he's really just been spinning his wheels this entire time. And so to have, uh, such an exciting angle now where, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hard pressed to think of, uh, stable with more star power than, uh, you know, Adam Cole, Red Dragon, the Young Bucks, and Britt Baker. That's a lot of star power. Uh, it's also, for me, really cool to see a stable like that where you have uh, this couple in Britt Baker and Adam Cole. Um, I can't really think of an example where you have a couple like this where uh, the woman is really the bigger star and the more established uh, person in the company. So I, I find that really cool, too. Uh, I am really excited to see... Uh, you know, this mixed tag on Friday uh, with Adam Cole and Britt Baker teaming up against uh, Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy. Uh, although for me, uh, I really could go without them. If they're go- if they're looking to like kind of book a long-term program again with Chris Statlander and Britt Baker, that's not really something I'm as interested in as this tag match. I'm kind of hoping that this is just a one-off. I love Chris Statlander, but I have seen that Chris Statlander, Britt Baker, uh, match up enough. I've seen that enough. I'd like her to kind of maybe face some other people. Uh, but just this tag match in and of itself is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Adam Cole finding out that, uh, there's really nothing harder than keeping your groups of friends together when you're in your mid to late thirties. That's some real shit right there. Uh, so moving on to the CM Punk Wardlow segment. Um, I thought overall, you know, uh, it was a great way uh, to continue building this MJF uh, CM Punk uh, feud. For me, you know, I don't think uh, that CM Punk necessarily needed to get that pinfall victory. I know a lot of folks don't like to see non finishes. I think this is kind of one of those rare cases where a non finish uh, probably would have been better. Uh, I think it's obvious that, you know, Wardlow's going places in this company. I think he would have looked better, you know, not eating that loss, especially, uh, you know, to a, to a small package like that. Um, I do feel like, uh, CM Punk, 
Um, I think it's good that this wasn't his first loss. Uh, but again, I don't think that CM Punk needed the victory either. Uh, so I, I maybe would have tinkered with that a little bit differently, but I digress. Um, I do think, you know, for me, I think the issue with CM Punk, why things have seemed just a little bit off ever since he's arrived in AEW is just, uh, it's hard to be sympathetic towards CM Punk. Uh, you know, you have this wrestling legend who's had this huge return, uh, you know, he's selling a crazy amount of merch. You know, he didn't need the money. He didn't need to come back. Uh, but here he is. Uh, it's hard to be sympathetic towards someone like that. Uh, you know, this is essentially CM Punk's gimmick in AW is basically being the cool dad at soccer practice. He's kind of the cool dad at soccer practice. You know, he's the, he's, he's the dad that you want to make conversation with. He's the dad that... He's the dad who maybe you send him a little message being like, hey, man, what if we go grab a beer sometime? And then for the next couple of weeks, you're checking your phone being like, did he respond? Did he respond? But I digress. Uh, as for what I didn't like about the show, uh, I think the, uh, it, and again, uh, you know, Part of why I don't really want to just come on here uh, each and every week and review Dynamite is just that uh, there's a lot of other shows that review it, and a lot of these takes are already out there. Uh, but I do think that it is mentioning, it's worth mentioning, rather, just how bad that segment was uh, with uh, Red Velvet and Layla Hirsch and uh, poor Chris Statlander. Uh, you know, these are three, uh, three, three women that have a tremendous amount of talent when it comes to uh, you know being in the ring. Uh, but not very much talent when it comes to being on the stick. And for me, uh, you know, AEW's received a lot of criticism, uh, very valid criticism uh, for how it's managed its women's division. And uh, one of the more common complaints that I hear is just how frequently uh, two people who are maybe not the best in the ring end up getting paired together. Uh, you know, whereas, you know, maybe they could do a better job of, uh, you know, putting some of these kind of like, uh, you know, more established in the ring people against, uh, the people with the less experience. And, uh, obviously that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, that makes a lot of sense. This, it makes even more sense to not put three people who can't talk together on TV. And that's exactly what this segment was. Uh, it's the exact kind of segment where if you're watching, uh, you know, you're watching your wrestling and someone that doesn't watch wrestling comes in, it's the exact kind of segment where maybe you make a lot of really loud conversation because you don't want them to pay attention to what's going on in your TV because it's so bad. And that is, uh, when wrestling is bad, that is exactly how it's bad. Uh, and that is exactly how that segment last night was bad. It was embarrassing. It was the kind of segment you watch and you just wonder who greenlit this. How did it happen? Uh, fortunately with AEW, there are, uh, you know, fewer of those segments than, uh, you know, raw, uh, but there's still too many of them. And when you have a roster like this, uh, with so many people that can go in the ring, so many people that can go on the mic, there's really no excuse why, uh, garbage like this should even see the light of day, frankly. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was uh, kind of the big drag of last night's segment for me. Uh, similar drag would be Chris Jericho. I, uh, I'm at least a little bit glad that he seems to kind of be going, um, you know, maybe being on TV a little less, maybe being on TV, uh, you know, in mixed, you know, like kind of like tag matches a little bit more. Uh, I do think that a program between, uh, you know, him and Eddie Kingston is interesting. Uh, you know, here you have, uh, you know, this wrestler that has really hung their hat on authenticity, 
you know, Eddie Kingston is authentic. That's why fans love him. Uh, to have that juxtaposed with, you know, Chris Jericho, this, uh, you know, someone who is, uh, you know, anything but, you know, authentic and humble. Uh, I think it makes for just like a great contrast to wrestlers. And I am excited to see what they put together in the ring. Uh, but having said that, the fact that two weeks in a row, uh, you have a guy like Chris Jericho making South Park references on TV. Uh, who exactly is wanting to see this? Unless they're like, have their like demographics so like, uh, the, they're so razor precise with their demographics where Tony is like, uh, Tony Khan is like, Hey, Chris, we really need something that's going to draw in 13 year old boys. Uh, similarly puzzling is, uh, Chris Jericho's, uh, preoccupation with the size of people's heads. Uh, I don't know if like he has some kind of, uh, nascent interest in, uh, phrenology. If he's going to start, uh, you know, like kind of like DDP yoga, it's going to be Y2J phrenology and he can like, uh, send you an at home, uh, Phrenology is the study of the size of people's heads, by the way. It used to be a way that where you would uh, diagnose all kinds of maladies back in the day. Uh, you'd measure someone's head. I don't know if maybe we have DDP yoga, now we have Y2J phrenology, and he'll mail you a kit where you measure your head at home. You can send it off, and Chris Jericho will tell you what's wrong with you, what you need to do. Or maybe he'll just yell at you and say you have a square head or a pinhead or uh, maybe his wife will ask you to donate to the Trump campaign. Who knows? But in any case, I don't really know what's going on with Chris Jericho these days. Uh, he's obviously had that kind of sophomore quality to his promos uh, from the get-go. Um, but for me, you know, I'm a much bigger fan of, uh, you know, when Chris Jericho is not focusing in on that 13-year-old boy demographic. Uh, at least that's my theory on what's going on anyway. Um if you'd like more information about phrenology, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Uh, but if you have more information on phrenology, I'm sure I've probably gotten something wrong. Uh, again, on Twitter, at Blake on Wax. And so we've reached the end of the show. And uh, thanks for giving this preview uh, just a little taste. Uh, it's kind of like, um, you know what it is, is this episode was kind of like a Costco sample. It's a little bit more substantial than the samples you're used to, but it's still not quite the full thing. So if you want the full thing, you don't want just half a cocktail weenie, you want the full weenie, I'll be back next week on Wednesday. And until then, this week's words of wisdom are for one, Adam Cole. And they are this. And that's that when it comes to friends, sometimes growing up means growing apart. Thanks, folks.